0: This is a big one, right? Welcome to Cantorian You. We've got Lance Armstrong on the show today. How huge is that? I thought Tim Piles was our biggest guest, but no. Lance Armstrong, cyclist, Tour de France. Then all that craziness happened, what, five, six years ago, seven years ago? Honestly, I didn't really keep up with it because I'm not a cycling fan. But um, it's certainly a compelling story, It's pretty amazing having Lance on with us during the Tour de France, but uh, you'll hear here, the majority of the conversation is about his time as a podcaster these last several years, as well as uh, pushing through struggles, and uh, we get deep. And and that's the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about, is uh, what Cantorian You is. It's not just a straight-up interview show where it's me just playing Charlie Rose or where I'm just, you know, wallpaper With uh, Cantori and you, it's really just a one on one discussion where uh, I give some of myself to help them open up and uh, vice versa. And uh, that's where the magic happens. But you'll hear in this conversation with Lance Armstrong, and that's why I bring it up, I share a lot of personal experiences to get Lance to open up and, and share some insight. And it's pretty heavy, especially. And I don't really talk about it that much because it's such a dark subject. But um, my wife being a cancer survivor, you know, towards the end of the interview with Lance, I bring it up. Obviously, Lance is a cancer survivor. And uh, I I talk to him about the role of being a co-survivor when you have a partner going through it and it hits you harder than the partner. So if you or someone you know is fighting cancer and struggling, maybe this conversation will help, you know, when it comes to the co-survivor, the people who want to be strong for their family members or their friends, but have a hard time doing that because they're scared shitless. And uh, we talk about that, which is pretty awesome, amongst other things. The only thing we really didn't talk about that uh, people were hipping me to was the Tour de Pharmacy show or uh, HBO special with Andy Samberg. Since I've cut the cord, I don't have HBO and I feel like such a friggin' idiot because... A, I hear it's hysterical, but B, I didn't even bring it up because I hadn't seen it. But I understand Lance has a hysterical cameo in Tour de Pharmacy, which is about doping and cycling, which again, we didn't really spend that much time talking about because to me, that, uh, that dialogue, that narrative is, I'm so over it. it it's kind of like stadium talk <laughs> in San Diego. Life moves on, right? And we talk about that. We talk about pressing forward. Uh, when dealing with adversity so really excited to share the interview with Lance Armstrong a lot of people asking me how it came about Uh, I'll tell you about that in a sec first thank you to our sponsors South Coast Surf Shops kicking butt I mean it's the summer they're packed right now I mean, between the tourists and the locals hitting their shops, they've got five between PB and OB. But I'm bringing this up for a reason, because you're special. You go on the South Coast, especially their website, southcoast.com, and put in U-Y-E-W exclamation mark, you'll get yourself 15% off purchases. And mention you when you go into South Coast. Maybe they'll hook you up while you're down there. But again, summer is here. It's blazing hot. It's gorgeous. I spent like three hours in the ocean yesterday. It felt like I was in the Bahamas just trunking it. Oh, it's so rad. But uh, thank you to South Coast, also to Tory Holistics. My buddy JB has been doing a podcast with Lance Armstrong for the last, let's see here, I would say month or so. Lance has another podcast that he'll talk about in this podcast called The Forward. But since the tour is going on, he's launched a second podcast called Stages, and he tapped my buddy JB Hager who's a longtime radio personality in Austin, Texas. I'd say it's comparable to my run here in San Diego. He's on the air there for a quarter century and throughout our entire careers, through thick and thin. I mean, I can confidently say, especially based on recent experiences, that JB is one of my best friends, if not. He and his old radio partner, Sandy, my best friends in radio. I mean, truly, these guys have looked out for me since day Flipping one in ways I, I, I can't even explain. I'm not kidding you. From Austin, I've known these guys for over 20 years, and these guys have looked out for me because they were ahead of the game, man. They made more money in the industry, they had their stuff dialed in way better than I ever did, and they were a tremendous resource like for advice when I was going through my formative years in the industry. And then you fast forward the tape when we're all losing our jobs, and uh, we were all there for each other, man. And JB, also in a transition, much like myself, uh, has been co-hosting this podcast with Lance, being an Austin local. JB and Lance being an Austin local, they've known each other for years. He used to help Lance out with his foundation, Live Strong, the whole bit. So um, JB started this podcast with Lance. They're recording out of an Airstream and doing these stages of the tour, and then they get personal, So I hit up JB. I'm like, look, dude, I know it's a long shot, but is there a chance in hell that, you know, Lance would come on Cantorian U and part of the U network? And uh, it was that easy. JB just mentioned it to him, told him who I was and what I was doing. And, And to be quite honest, transparent with you, Lance really liked what we're doing here. And he thinks it's really cool that we're pressing forward while faced with adversity, and that was really the whole theme of the podcast and the way that I got Lance on. He thought it was really cool what we're doing, and he was supportive, and he also knows we've talked to some of his friends in the past, like Tony Hawk and stuff. So it all worked out. Uh, Unfortunately, though, the the interview is on the phone. He called in after he was done recording his podcast, but uh, it gets the job done, and I really appreciate your support. I can't begin to tell you how much it means to me, I've said this before man diy it's an exciting but it's also it can be a very lonely road and if it wasn't for you on the other end i'm not kidding man i don't know if i can keep doing this (laughs) as uh, hard as it is to admit sometimes but dang dude it's ups and downs man when you're doing your own thing and uh running indie so i do appreciate you more than you'll ever know so please share the podcast please share the U network uh, if you want to buy some merch we just added some items to the U store yewstore.com here we go an exciting time moment with lance armstrong thank you for listening it means so much This is a big one, right? Welcome to Cantorian you. Yeah. We've got Lance Armstrong on the show today. How huge is that? I thought Tim Piles was our biggest guest, but no. Lance Armstrong, cyclist, Tour de France. Then all that craziness happened, what, five, six years ago, seven years ago? Honestly, I didn't really keep up with it because I'm not a cycling fan. But um, it's certainly a compelling story. It's pretty amazing having Lance on with us during the Tour de France, but uh, you'll hear here, the majority of the conversation is about his time as a podcaster these last several years, as well as uh, pushing through struggles, and uh, we get deep, and and that's the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about, is uh, what Cantorian You is. It's not just a straight-up interview show where it's me just playing Charlie Rose, or where I'm just, you know, wallpaper. With uh, Cantori and you, it's really just a one-on-one discussion where uh, I give some of myself to help them open up and uh, vice versa, and uh, that's where the magic happens. But you'll hear in this conversation with Lance Armstrong, and that's why I bring it up, I share a lot of personal experiences to get Lance to open up and, and share some insight. And it's pretty heavy, especially, and I don't really talk about it that much because it's such a dark subject, But um, my wife being a cancer survivor, you know, towards the end of the interview with Lance, I bring it up. Obviously, Lance is a cancer survivor. And uh, I I talk to him about the role of being a co-survivor when you have a partner going through it and it hits you harder than the partner. So if you or someone you know is fighting cancer and struggling, maybe this conversation will help. You know, when it comes to the co-survivor, the people who want to be strong for their family members or their friends, but have a hard time doing that because they're scared shitless. And uh, we talk about that, which is pretty awesome, amongst other things. The only thing we really didn't talk about that uh, people were hipping me to was the Tour de Pharmacy show or uh, HBO special with Andy Sandberg. Since I've cut the cord, I don't have HBO and I feel like such a friggin' idiot because... A, I hear it's hysterical, but B, I didn't even bring it up because I hadn't seen it. But I understand Lance has a hysterical cameo in Tour de Pharmacy, which is about doping and cycling. Which, again, we didn't really spend that much time talking about. Because to me, that, uh, that dialogue, that narrative is, I'm so over it. it it's kind of like stadium talk <laughs> in San Diego. Life moves on, right? And we talk about that. We talk about pressing forward. Uh, when dealing with adversity. So really excited to share the interview with Lance Armstrong. A lot of people asking me how it came about. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a sec. First, thank you to our sponsors. South Coast Surf Shops, kicking butt. I mean, it's the summer. They're packed right now. I mean, between the tourists and the locals hitting their shops, they've got five between PB and OB. But I'm bringing this up for a reason, because you're special. You go on the South Coast, especially their website, southcoast.com, and put in U-Y-E-W! You'll get yourself 15% off purchases. And mention you when you go on South Coast. Maybe they'll hook you up while you're down there. But again, summer is here. It's blazing hot. It's gorgeous. I spent like three hours in the ocean yesterday. It felt like I was in the Bahamas, just trunking it. Oh, it's so rad. But uh, thank you to South Coast, also to Tory Holistics, a legal, licensed, above-bar medical marijuana collective. In fact, this weekend, they've got something huge going on tomorrow night. Uh, Saturday the fifteenth. If you're in San Diego and can make it, you don't have to be a patient or even behind the movement. Something cool is going on. They're presenting a check. The last couple of weeks they've been raising money for vets, and they're presenting a check to a couple of veterans that are part of this program called Weed for Warriors for forty thousand dollars, forty grand. You talk about you know operations doing good in the community. They're hooking up this organization with forty grand to help vets who are fighting. PTSD, granted with cannabis-related products, but it's not about getting stoned. I say that all the time. We're talking CBDs here, the element in the weed that's uh, not psychoactive, and you can use it in pill form, topical form. I mean, there's so many edible form. There's so many ways to take CBDs, and uh, they do help a lot of people. Maybe they're not for you. Maybe weed's not for you. That's totally cool. I get it, but let's admit it. Times are a-changing. So, Hope to see you tomorrow night at the Summer Bash, Tory Holistics from 4 to 9 p.m. My homie, Graham Nancaro, is going to be out there playing music. We're going to have free tacos and uh, giving a check to, to the program, to the vets suffering from PTSD, Weed for Warriors. So that's going on at Tory Holistics. My buddy JB has been doing a podcast with Lance Armstrong for the last, let's see here, I would say month or so. Lance has another podcast that will talk about in this podcast called The Forward But since the tour is going on, he's launched a second podcast called Stages, and he tapped my buddy J.B. Hager, who's a longtime radio personality in Austin, Texas. I'd say it's comparable to my run here in San Diego. He's on the air there for a quarter century and throughout our entire careers, through thick and thin. I mean, I can confidently say, especially based on recent experiences, that J.B., is one of my best friends, if not, he and his old radio partner, Sandy, my best friends in radio. I mean, truly, these guys have looked out for me since day flippin' one in ways I I, I can't even explain. I'm not kidding you. From Austin, I've known these guys for over 20 years, and these guys have looked out for me because they were ahead of the game, man. They made more money in the industry. They had their stuff dialed in way better than I ever did. And they were a tremendous resource like for advice when I was going through my formative years in the industry. And then you fast forward the tape when we're all losing our jobs. And uh, we were all there for each other, man. And JB, also in a transition, much like myself, uh, has been co-hosting this podcast with Lance. Being an Austin local, JB and Lance being an Austin local, they've known each other for years. He used to help Lance out with his foundation, live strong, the whole bit. So, um, JB started this podcast with Lance. They're recording out of an Airstream and doing these stages of the tour, and then they get personal. So I hit up JB. I'm like, look, dude, I know it's a long shot, but is there a chance in hell that, you know, Lance would come on Cantori and you and part of the you network? And uh, it was that easy. JB just mentioned it to him, told him who I was and what I was doing, and, and to be quite honest transparent with you lance really liked what we're doing here and he thinks it's really cool that we're pressing forward while faced with adversity and that was really the whole theme of the podcast and the way that i got lance on he thought it was really cool what we're doing and he was supportive and he also knows we've talked to some of his friends in the past like tony hawk and stuff so it all worked out uh, unfortunately though the the interview is on the phone. He called in after he was done recording his podcast, but uh, it gets the job done. And I really appreciate your support. I can't begin to tell you how much it means to me. I've said this before, man. DIY, it's an exciting, but it's also, it can be a very lonely road. And if it wasn't for you on the other end, I'm not kidding, man. I don't know if I can keep doing this. (laughs) As uh, hard as it is to admit sometimes. But dang, dude, it's ups and downs, man, when you're doing your own thing and uh, running indie so i do appreciate you more than you'll ever know so please share the podcast please share the u network Uh, if you want to buy some merch we just added some items to the u store -store y-e-w here we go an exciting time moment with lance armstrong thank you for listening it means so much What's up, man? It's great to talk to you.
1: Just hanging out with your
0: buddy, too. Yeah, I know, man. I'm uh, so stoked to talk to you. It was one of those things where I was like, kind of like a girl in high school, like, is he really going to call? And uh, (laughs) you called, man. I really appreciate you doing this little dog and pony podcast.
1: I'm, I've got to, I'm, I I'm. mean, I'm in my car, I guess that's okay, but I'm driving to this lunch that I'm already late for, so it's going to take me about 15 minutes, is that enough time?
0: Oh, of course, man, I appreciate, honestly, I appreciate 30 seconds with you.
1: Okay, right, please, let's do it, so I mean, let's do it until I get
0: there. Yeah, yeah, you tell me when you need to clip it and we're all good. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, man, cool. my first question for you really is, how did it all come about? What made you start a podcast?
1: You know, my, I've had the, the same manager for a long time and um, he's been on me for years to, to do it and I just kept ignoring him or blowing him off and I thought, I don't want to do it. What I didn't want to do is I didn't want to start and then just get sick of it or stop doing it. So I, I was kind of intimidated in a sense like that. But, you know, finally got going about a year ago and it's just, you know, just done a weekly show and it's been it's been awesome. I've been loving it.
0: I understand it's just breaking iTunes records, downloads records. Uh, he said that uh, you've also been offering a little bit of insight to the tour. Can you tell me a little bit
1: about that? I mean, it's it's um, yeah, there's is cycling's we- not weird. I mean, it, well, it is weird, but it's 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 a technical sport. So if, what we, but but your buddy and my buddy JB and I try to do is is. Talk- both ends of the spectrum. So the hardcore cycling fan that knows the lingo, knows the tactics, knows the stages, knows everything. We can speak to that. But there's also a lot of people that are like, here, here's an example, right? So the other day I was talking about, uh, I said, you know, I think I think he had. I was referring to one of the riders. I said, I think he has good form. So it's a very traditional form. When we think of form, right, you think of a dude on a surfboard, like check that out that guy looks good you know, right. or, or form is like somebody timing off a diving board or or holding a golf club it's all good for form that is, is exactly not what I was talking about form in cycling talks about you know, refers to their condition their fitness you know how uh, you know how strong they are so I had to back up and go you know the, the average fans go on form what do you mean the way you sit on the bike <laughs> so you have to you had to. I had to catch myself and realize, you know, most of these people probably think I'm talking about technique or something else. So it's, it's been cool to, you know, and not, this is not an insult, but to kind of dumb it down in some ways when it comes to whether it's how do the cyclists go to the bathroom during the rent? Yeah. Or, or what do they do on the road? You know, it's just it's stuff. Like, and we've had just a shit time feedback that people are like, oh my god, like I never thought about that. Like, I never knew. Nobody
0: ever said. You, you, you know, pee like, yourselves, yeah. right? I want to know the answer now. You pee yourselves, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, you just take a leak right in your pants. Yeah. I, which, which doesn't happen, but I'm not saying that I've never done that. I, um, <laughs> I never shit in my pants. I promise you that. But, <laughs> but <laughs> um,
0: I've never shit in my wetsuit either. I do want to say that.
1: So the thing is is, is, is uh, with this format, as you well know, because we're doing it right now, you know, you're the channel, and you're the producer, and you're the talent, and you're the the, the the you do. I mean, and you can do and say and be whoever, whatever, however you want to be, and that's the generation that you know the era that we live in. Yep. Whether it's a podcast on iTunes or whether it's Facebook Live or whether it's YouTube or whether it's just, I mean, you, just you know the ABCs, NBCs, CBSs. Thank God are gone. Yep. And, and now, you know, these different people are going to go find their quote-unquote content however and whenever they want.
0: Do you find when you're being your authentic self, though, that it does come with baggage? Do you find yourself being more of an open target?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. But, the, the, you know, the, the, I'll give you a cute story, but so, you know... My language, as you've already heard in the last 20 minutes, is not the best. I'm not, <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of my things. I, I flip up all the time. I love it. My kids give me grief. My, I told this story in the tour podcast about how my kids, every time I say a bad word, they get a buck. And you know, and they also too if They don't listen. I got to get my back, et cetera. But, so <laughs> we call it the cuss jar. And so this family writes in, like, oh my god, we love the podcast, but can you, you know, if we listen with our kids, can you clean it up a little bit? And I, the answer is I can't, and that's why I told the story of the cuss jar. You know, two days later, the family said that they hadn't custom-made a Stages podcast cuss
0: jar. Come on!
1: So, oh, yeah. So that's, uh, but you know, it's a fair point, right? I mean, as a, as, as a parent and as a, and as a podcaster that knows that kids are listening, but at the same time, you gotta be here, so You try to find that delicate balance.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. Oh, I get it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He does two shows, right? So he's, he's got a killer podcast widely listened to. He does the one where he's, he's Stone Cold Steve, and then he does the one where it's straight you up know, PG. Like I, but I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah.
1: There's, there's no way I'd be dropping f bombs on the PG show just because I just get too riled up.
0: So there really wasn't any struggle finding your voice. You just go in and you're the authentic as authentic as Lance Armstrong is and can be and boom, it's just 1000% you.
1: Listen, my life the last 5 years has been fucking crazy. Yeah. If I can tell you one thing. I don't answer to anybody. <laughs> and I don't and it's not a, that's not a taunt, that's not a brag and that is just and it's a powerful cool place to be into I mean uh, my, I, I care about what I care about I care about my fiance I care about my children I care about and but I don't have to answer to anybody yeah. so you, with that you know you, you can't that sounds it almost comes it does come off the wrong way but no. it frees up to, to to go to certain things and take different positions and just not care and, and it's not a careless attitude, it's a fearless attitude and it's a strong and powerful
0: attitude. Do you like the fact that it gives you a chance to kind of control your own voice and your own media? Because I think that's what's so important in this day and age, especially when dealing with someone like yourself.
1: Well, I, mean, I think that's entirely true and, and that, is, uh, that is fine and dandy and nice, but the, the most important thing that I've uh, that I can see is that, and this is just a very honest, uh, direct answer: is that, you know, we all have. Most people have a platform. Athletes have platforms, and that's their sports. Uh, politicians have platforms, and that's some key issue. Or, um, you know, a, an actor has a platform, and that's the movie that they're in. And so, uh, my my platform was was uh, was cycling uh, and cancer. And you know, five years ago, those were. Uh, essentially just erased. And, and a lot of that, uh, I realized was self-inflicted. So um, but nonetheless, they went away. And so, you know, for the first time in a long time, this, this podcast, not just the weekly one, but now the Tour de France one, is a new platform. And so it's an opportunity to get out there and, as you said, just you know, let people hear you in a way that they wouldn't have expected
0: to hear. Now, when it comes to the name, the forward, it's very fascinating to me because I have a feeling it has to do with, needless to say, moving forward when faced with adversity. And that's something that I can personally uh, relate to. That's exactly what people like me and your uh, co-host, JB, it's we're faced with adversity right now in our careers. And this is ways that we're moving forward. I would imagine that. uh relates to you and your trajectory correct yeah and that's you know that's the reason that the you know the
1: main podcast is called forward and even even in a um you know the tour podcast called stages i mean it's obviously it it could refer to the stages of the event the stages of the tour but it can refer to the stages of our lives right and so you know when when somebody asks me what my weekly show is about the forward i say look um, you know it's about falling down and realizing that you're down but saying you know what I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to keep you know whatever it takes I'm going to keep moving forward and and uh, it's it's what uh, I mean we all everybody listening today everybody listening to my show everybody everybody has that not everybody's rolled through life and not had any setbacks we all we think about it we all have that
0: going on but I also think that uh, it's how we react to uh, that adversity and when things are thrown our way and uh, I've realized and I've been able to recognize and work on the errors in my ways have you found yourself doing the same thing?
1: Well yeah I mean um, that navigation let's call it right it, uh, a lot of times people have false starts or get a or take a wrong turn and there's, look there's plenty of other ways to deal with adversity some of them are you know, very unhealthy not that I'm the Pope, but, um, but, you know, there, there are ways to uh, manage it, whether it's you know, through exercise or through therapy or through you know, a lot of other ways that, that keep you out of you know, a more self-destructive nature.
0: Yeah, I've fallen down that road personally, man. Yeah. At the time, it felt like it was the right thing to do, but looking back, I, I know now, especially as I face reality... I was just numbing it all and pushing it all down. And then when it comes back to the surface, it's a son of a bitch navigating through it, man.
1: Yeah, I hear you. You make me—you uh, make me feel guilty for having, uh, you know, a couple of margaritas last night.
0: <laughs> no way, dude! I had a couple of margaritas last night. <laughs> okay, all right. That's, that's really a
1: big old wave. That's pretty, probably
0: pretty good for you. Oh, dude, that's really where it all comes from. That's where I tap into my spirituality. That's where I do find the good stuff. Where do you find the good stuff?
1: You know, oddly enough, it's back—back back on the bike. It's like a weird—you know—I kind of didn't ride for years, and, and 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 in a lot of ways, sort of hated riding and um but i've i've come to realize that that's that's a place where i can you know to me that feels like therapy you know and you know especially if you're alone you get out there three or four hours on a long ride and, and you just break it down right just thinking about i mean it could be could be just minutiae you're thinking about like what do i have to do later in the day or it could be
0: you know some deeper stuff Can that be a scary place, though, too? And I'm asking because um, it's interesting. I started swimming recently, and uh, I kind of related to biking in that you're just there with yourself, (laughs) and you can throw headphones on while biking. But I found myself yesterday, ironically, um, Craving headphones because I was so stuck in my thoughts. So is that part of the process? I guess is my point.
1: Yeah, you know, I find it's, I mean, well, by the way, you can swim with headphones on. I, mean, I do have these headphones that people swim in. They're a little
0: nerdy,
1: but uh, apparently <laughs> <laughs> they work. I find, yeah, if I'm listening to, if I'm out riding and listening to music, huh? Well, for starters, that can be a little sketchy if you're riding through town. You gotta, you gotta pay attention. But um, I don't, I don't do the same thing is
0: different, right? so much a distraction in a lot of ways. Right. It forces you to be present though, obviously, right? Right,
1: yeah, that's
0: real time. Yeah. Now, as far as music is concerned, regarding the forward, I notice you've had a lot of, some of my, man, some of my favorite artists. Between Lyle Lovett and the Avett Brothers, that alone had me hooked. Didn't you just have an experience with the Avett Brothers recently? So, I
1: don't know if you've ever been to Red Rocks Amphitheater and outside of Denver, and, um, but it's it's I, mean, I was made famous when YouTube shot a music video that a Sunday Bloody Sunday, but it, it, and everybody saw that.
0: Oh, yeah. It's
1: the most, yeah, I mean, it's the best live music venue, maybe in the world. I mean, it's that special. And we caught, we caught their show there last week, and it was, you talk about a spiritual experience. They played 35 songs. They, they played three sold-out nights. And, you know, but I love, man, I love music, and I love talking to musicians and if and they're, so kind enough to play a couple songs on my show, I love that too. Like sit there, like front row. But man, it's funny. Like people email in all the time, I'm like, "Hey, it's enough for the musicians." And you know, what's And I'm like, dude, whose podcast is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you go start your own. You don't want to you go go, go do your own podcast. You can talk to whoever you want to talk
0: to. Have you learned anything by talking to musicians?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you learn. My it's been interesting. My show. And I don't know if it's. You learn a lot about people's the drama, right? You learn a lot about their lives that maybe wasn't publicized. And it's, you know, I do a couple things when I before I start to sit on ask people, uh, that stuff they don't want to talk about, and I, and I and I honor that. And then I also tell them that if we get to the end and, and something was said that they're uncomfortable with, we'll take it out.
0: Yeah, I do the same thing.
1: And, and so. And the cool thing about it is, they go, "Oh, okay, so I'm pretty safe here. I'm not. This guy's not out to me, and I can say whatever I want." So, so two things happen. One, is they say some pretty, pretty deep stuff, and I've never had anybody at the end say, "Hey, let's kick it out," or "Hey, or, you know, before I, I want to talk about that." Yeah. And so it's it's been cool to give them the green light, but then never had somebody. You know, exercise that right or that option.
0: Yeah, and do you notice a common thread? Is there a common thread with all the artists? I
1: mean, it's hard to say. I mean, look, we compare, for example, Lyle Lovett, who's had a pretty charmed life, not without struggle, but but you know, it's gone pretty smooth. But you can't you can't compare him to Jason Isbell, who who faced nasty addiction demons and you know, really trying hard to get himself out of that and then you throw in a seal for example and talking about the beatings he
0: took from his, the hands of his
1: father it's like crazy yeah man Dude, you see, they start rolling that out and you're like oh my god how do, what am i supposed to
0: say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing i did want to talk to you about lance is uh is your foundation and, and part of my ignorance how involved are you these days
1: it's not an ignorant question, but a lot of people ask me about. It. A lot of people still assume that I'm heavily involved. Still assume that I'm running Live Strong or on the board of Live Strong or, or or whatever. And, and the reality is, is I haven't had any contact there, you know, since 2012. Sure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's 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 sort of done. And it's 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 a weird thing because I I see. Well, I get the questions from people asking me about it who just work off the assumption that I'm still there. But, but then at the same time, I see, I see what's happening in reality, and, it, and it's an organization that's lost, and um, you know just makes mistake after mistake, and that's tough to see, man.
0: It's yeah.
1: Hard see. It's hard to see your baby uh, get run into the ground, so to speak. And, and but, but having said all that, that there's no. Happy ending here. You know, this is this is it, and so you know, man, I. It, none of it was good. The reality of my sport at that time that came out was not good. Um, I don't think that they made a good decision, um, and so it's, it's all a bummer. But you know, my my when I go to bed at night, I'm I'm very proud of what I did with my time there. I'm very proud that we raised five hundred million dollars and helped millions of people. I, I'm proud of that. So yeah. I, I sleep well at night and and, uh, and you know, you gotta just find other ways to, to help people, right? It's not it's not five hundred million, it's not another five hundred million. It's 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 the you know, grabbing your iPhone, open up the camera, put it on video, making a thirty second inspirational video for somebody like, Hey, you know, Joey, hang in there, man, we're pulling for you. If I can ever help, let me know. Boom, send. Yeah, like that, dude. For me, that's enough. Like I'm like, all right, I can do that.
0: And that makes perfect sense. And again, I do apologize for asking and being one of those people, but uh, my no, inquiry no, it's,
1: is, it, 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 I get it way more.
0: Yeah. Often. I ever would have thought. Yeah, I can't imagine. And my inquiry was really based on the fact that my wife is a survivor and I noticed a huge hole when it came to a lot when it comes to a lot of organizations. I, I just noticed a hole when it came to resources and help for the co survivors or the partners, you know, for my wife fighting breast cancer, you know, it hit me harder than it hit my wife. And I'm embarrassed to say that, but that's where I right. noticed and recognized holes when it came to certain Organization, so that's why I asked I the
1: question. I don't, I don't think that's weird. I mean, I, I, I think that's totally normal. I mean, yeah. Think about it. I mean, you're talking about your wife. Um, you know, she was she went to warrior mode when I was diagnosed in '96. I went to warrior mode.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: In '90, I was 25 years old. My mom was was 42. Well, she she wasn't in warrior mode. She was freaking out. She's like, a parent's not supposed to outlive their kid. I mean, that's that's the way they think. If my, one of my five kids got diagnosed, you know they'd be in warrior mode, and and I'd be a, a shell of a man. You'd be mopping me up, man, and so that's I think that's completely normal.
0: It didn't feel it at the time. I can tell you that I felt like I needed to be the I needed to be the warrior or the co-warrior, not the person you were mopping up off the floor. <laughs> which but is
1: I think I think I think there's two faces there. You a little right, and, and not the and, and it sounds like. You know, you guys made it through, but um, I think you got to put on a bold face and call it what you want—a warrior face, whatever. But man, you're—we're you're, all human. You got to have that moment where you walk on the corner and you just just lose it.
0: Yeah, that, that, thats totally normal. It, it it does take, uh, as we've discussed, it takes getting the balance right, but just hearing those words inspires me greatly, man. So I really appreciate your time. You bet, buddy. And if you're ever in San Diego and want to go for a ride, I won't ride with you, but I'll take you for a surf. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll take you up on that.
0: You ever get to San Diego, by the way?
1: No, but, that, but that, I mean, I have. You, you never say never. I'll, you and me will we'll be in the Pacific. Before you
0: know it. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Thanks for
1: having me on.